Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. Thank you for joining us on this episode as we continue our series on the attributes of God. The attributes of God. What is God like? Uh, what does he desire? Who is he in terms of his beingness? Uh, who is he in terms of his um, Worship in terms of his uh, leadership, in terms of his governance. So on today's episode, uh, we wanted to talk about uh, sovereignty. When we said that God is sovereign, what exactly are we talking about? Uh, What does that mean when we say God is sovereign? And when we say God is sovereign, we're saying that uh, God rules and then God governs. And God's rule and God's governance encompasses or is rooted in his nature. God will always rule. God will always govern because God is eternal. And we talked about eternality on a previous episode. So um, in terms of God being sovereign, the question comes about what type of sovereignty are we talking about? What type of governance are we talking about? What type of leadership are we talking about? And we're talking about a perfect governors, a perfect rule, perfect leadership, because God is perfect. So uh, when we say God is sovereign, number one, we're saying God reigns completely. God doesn't need to check in with a board. He doesn't need to check in with some other entity. God doesn't need to check in with creation. God governs by himself. He doesn't need anybody's help. He doesn't need any support. God reigns alone. There's no other God. There's no one else that you can uh, plead to. God is the only one that can answer our prayers. Uh, He's the only one that can uh, move and things appear and things become. He reigns. He leads. And so what I would like to do is take the next few minutes to look at some of the passages to better understand the sovereignty of God. The Bible tells us that God is sovereign. We don't have to fabricate anything. In Psalms 103, verse 19, Psalms 103, verse 19, the psalmist says, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over 
all. So this this uh, imagery of a king who has a kingdom, and that's what the psalmist is trying to say. He's he, he's trying to paint a picture for us from a finite perspective, trying to explain something exists infinitely because God is eternal, and God has no beginning, no no end. So when we engage in God talk, we do it to the best of our mortal abilities. So the psalmist says, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. His kingdom, the reign of God in a believer's heart, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. So God as the king who rules over his kingdom and his kingdom is not a physical kingdom at this point is the reign of God in a believer's heart. Now, ultimately, we will be in his presence and we'll be in heaven where God reigns and we'll be able to uh, feel the countenance of God, especially our Savior, Jesus the Christ. So his kingdom rules over all. For those uh, that are believers, God uses us to make sure that the light of humanity gets through. Without believers, this society that we live in uh, will be total darkness, but God will always have a remnant. And the bottom line is, ultimately, we win. We win. Uh, God is the victor, and we're still winning. We're still winning in this existence that we're in. We're still winning. Uh, We're still overcoming. We're still uh, pilgrims, sojourners. We are victors, so we do win. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Psalms 103, verse 19. Then uh, there's another Psalm, 115, verse 3. And the psalmist says, our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. Again, that's this whole idea of God being sovereign. He doesn't need to check in with anyone. Uh, God doesn't need to report to anyone. God doesn't need to ask us for uh, permission. God uh, is the ultimate rule. He's the ultimate judge. He's God all by himself. There is no mediator. I know in the book of Habakkuk, uh, the prophet, um, in, in his distress, he um, he, he, he talked about possibly um, having someone t- to mediate between him and God because he didn't believe God uh, was hearing him and he, he didn't believe that God was seeing things the way that he saw it. And what he learned quickly is that God did hear him and that there is no, uh, no, no, no court of appeals if you're dealing with God. Uh, God is a perfect judge. He, 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 he doesn't need anybody to help him, and he certainly doesn't need us to try to help him. And it's the same thing with Job. Job also asked for a mediator, and he quickly realized that there are no uh, appeals court when it comes to uh, God. There, there, there are no uh, uh, mediators when it comes to God. God is the one we have to deal with one-on-one. And, and uh, it, it reminds me of certain religions that uh, basically tell you that you got to go through another man to get to God. And that's not true. Uh, 
we can get to God all by ourselves. He's sovereign. God does what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it. God rules uh, with unfettered uh, uh, movement. God cannot be restricted. Uh, We learned this even in the story of Jonah. Jonah thought uh, he could do whatever he wanted to do, even though God had um, a job for him to do. And he quickly realized that uh, God is sovereign. God rules how he wants to rule. God calls whom he wants to call. God um, administrate how he wants to administrate. And I love this aspect of God in terms of his sovereignty because if it was up to humanity, uh, many of us wouldn't have a relationship with God because humanity bases uh, their calling on what man can do, where God calls us knowing uh, that we can't do anything. <laughs> God is looking for availability, not necessarily ability. And so God can use the fracture. God can use the flawed and turn it into a masterpiece. And that's who we were. We were flawed. We had chips in our armory. We, uh, we, we, we were cast aside, many of us. And God, uh, because he's sovereign, doesn't listen to what anybody else have to say. God is fully love. God is fully compassionate. God is, God is fully merciful. And he called us even with our imperfections. And that imperfection came about because of sin. And God has always been there. So he's always had a plan. And God is calling us. He's calling you. He's calling all of us. And he wants a loving relationship with each one of us. Even though he realized that some of us will not embrace him, God still calls us. Even though he realized some of us will still um, rebel against him, he still calls us. So all of us will be left without an excuse when we stand in his presence. God's love doesn't fluctuate. But because God is loving On the same side of love is God's justice, which we talked about before. And because God loves us, his justice has to kick in. He can't deny himself. God cannot be in the presence of sin. God cannot tolerate sin. So if we're going to make it into heaven, heaven, which doesn't allow sin, uh, we we, got to get it straight with God. We have to have a relationship and we have to make sure that our heart is bent toward God. And when our heart is bent toward the sovereign God, we behave accordingly. We start displaying the virtues that he's already told us about in the scriptures. So God is sovereign, and I love that about him because no one can overrule him. No one can overpower God. God cannot be influenced by money, stature, pedigree. God is God all by himself. He's sovereign. He reigns without uh, hindrance. God is God all by himself. So when we say God is sovereign, we're saying he's totally God. He is a total governor. He is a total ruler. And we that are part of his kingdom uh, are, are, are subjugated under God's rulership. Now, mind you, God doesn't make us love him. 
but we love him because of who he is. Psalms 135 and 6, the psalmist says, the Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on the earth, in the seas and all the depths. Again, the Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on the earth, in the seas and all their depths. So this gives us the range of God's sovereignty. The range. Is there anywhere we can go where God is, does, where God, uh, is, is not the ruler? And the answer is an affirmative no. Again, when you read Psalms 139, you see this, uh, the same theme where the psalmist in Psalms 139 says, where can I go where you're not there? And he's talking about God. If he goes to uh, a show, God's presence uh, or, 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 or God's rule is a symbol of him uh, uh, being in control of everything. If he goes to the skies, God's rulership still exists. So wherever you are, God is holding everything together. And we said that before. If God was to withdraw his hands, we would all fall apart physically as well as metaphysically. So we thank God uh, that he is sovereign. And Psalm 135 and 6 reminds us the Lord does whatever pleases him. Whatever pleases him in the heavens, God controls the heavens. He reigns on the earth. God reigns. And I know uh, that there's a lot of chaos in this world right now. I realize that things seem topsy-turvy. I realize that there's a lot of evil uh, that emanates from our existence today. But trust me, God is in control. Uh, God is working things out. God uh, expression of his love can be seen through his miracles that he's still performing on a daily basis, even if you don't see it. God is still working things out through the testimony of those who have overcome. God is still working things out when he heals individuals that the doctor said uh, cannot be healed. God is still working things out when the depressed don't become suicidal, but they start praying and they persevere. So God is still working things out. Wherever we are, his reign, his governance is expressed throughout uh, uh, the global world. So just because uh, I may not see certain things in my sphere of influence doesn't mean that God is not working things out. God is still working things out. So not only is he Lord in the heavens and on the earth, but he's also Lord in the seas. And this reminds me of even Greek mythology uh, where uh, they talk about Poseidon and, and all of these so-called mythological characters that reign in the sea. Um, these are all uh, false expressions of power. God reigns. God controls. Uh, people were marveled at Christ that he was able to calm the seas. That is God's ability to reign. He created the seas. He knows how to talk sea language. So when God, when Jesus said, peace be still, that's exactly uh, what happened. 
God is able to chastise creation. No one else can do that. God reigns all by himself. So when God says uh, in the Moses experience, uh, uh, through Moses, God uses Moses and push back the, uh, the waters of the Red Sea, that's God's sovereign ability to do what he wants. He didn't have to check in with no one. He didn't have to ask anyone. He didn't have to uh, get any type of help. God is fully actual. God has no potentiality. When God says something, it happens. When God does something, it's permanent. When God does whatever he does, it's perfect. So remember, his sovereignty has no boundaries. God reigns at all times, in all times, through all times. God reigns. So the Lord does whatever he pleases. That's what Psalm 135 and 6 says. And he does it by showing us the range, whether in the heavens, on earth, in the seas. That covers everything. God reigns. Then Colossians 1.16, it says, For in him all things were created. Were created. And, and, and I love this. Uh, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible as well as invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. It's talking about Christ specifically, but Christ, of course, is part of the Godhead. Colossians 1.16, for in him all things were created, where? Things in heaven, things on earth, just like Psalm 135 and 6 that we just dealt with, visible as well as invisible. I love that portion of it. There is nothing to be afraid of as Christians. The physical world uh, God has control over, the invisible world God has control over. Uh, in other religions, they, uh, they've come up with their philosophies of what happens once a person passes away. But all those things, uh, most of them rather, are inconsistent with the scriptures. We as Christians already know that we, once we're absent from the body, we are present with the Lord. God has control not over just the physical world, but also the non-physical world. Once we die, we be in the presence of the Lord. And God has control over all of that. If you notice, when Jesus was crucified, the Bible details what happened. Even the grave gave up the people that it possessed. That's the type of power that God has. God reigns, and he has reigned even over the graveyard. God has reigned over the soul. God has reigned over the spirit. God has reigned not just over our physical bodies, but also the metaphysical aspect of our nature. God has power, and that power is part of his reign. God is sovereign. He, he, he reigns over everything. So what does that mean? That means it doesn't matter what you're going through. God has power to help you through it. If God can uh, speak into existence this universe, then he can certainly speak to your little problem that you have. There's nothing that we can go to God with uh, that he can't help us. Uh, God is totally sovereign. And when God speaks to your situation, again, he doesn't have to check in with anyone. That's the aspect of his sovereignty that we should always remember. When God makes a promise to you, you can stand on those promises. 
When God speaks to your situation, no one can overrule him. When God blesses you, no one can overrule him. Conversely, when we are disobedient and God is chastising us like a good father does, no one can hold his hands. No one can overrule him. But what I love about God is his chastisement is not based on um, him being unfair. God chastises us because he loves us. It's almost uh, like a mother who notices that her toddler is getting ready to touch the hot stove and she hits his or her hand away from the hot stove and that child begins to cry. But the mother or the parent did so to protect that child from being scarred. In the same way, God does that to us. God sees us going the wrong way and he chastises us. He he causes us uh, uh, pain not to destroy us, but for us to learn, for us to not have to go through certain things. Uh, How many times were we disobedient to God and some of the things we did, we're still dealing with it. Sometimes we do things and that particular action follow us for a very long time. Even though God has forgiven you, um, the, the law of consequence always has to kick in. So keep that in mind. God is sovereign. In him all things are created. Those things that are in heaven, those things that are on earth, things that are visible as well as invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all this have been created through him for him and in him. And so let's be clear. All of this stuff that the world throws as a, throw at us, uh, saying you have called the psychic network and they'll tell you about your future and and through that, you get a better, better insight in life. God is saying, stay away from those things. I'll, I'll give you everything that you need through the power of the Holy Ghost. I'll let you know what you need to know. Uh, those things such as Ouija boards and uh, uh, necromancy and, and all this uh, uh, stuff that deals with darkness. He's saying, stay away from it. All the new age stuff, stay away from those teachings. God is saying that everything that we need as Christians is found fully and effectively in Jesus Christ. We don't need to go outside of Jesus to get anything. Everything we need is in Jesus. Now, there are some things you want, and some of those things are not in God's will. Stay away from those things. And then finally in Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That's a reaffirmation of God's sovereignty, that even when bad things come our way, God is strong enough. God is king. He can cause it to still work out for our good. So it's not a license to go do things, anticipating God to deliver you from it. I'm talking about bad things. No. Uh, Paul says, shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? Heaven forbid. So that's not the ideology. The ideology is that God loves us. He reigns perfectly and no one can do anything about it when he blesses us. Again, our time has come to a close. We thank you uh, for joining us on this episode as we keep going through the attributes of God. And for those of you that have been praying for us, thank you. For those of you uh, who like to support us financially, please go on our website and remember to continue to do for the truth what so many people are doing for lies. 
Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on on your favorite podcasting app.